And currently we have 46 degrees in Lynchburg, 43 in Amherst. We have uh, 35 in Danville and 36 in Roanoke. 806 on the morning jam. Always love having this guy on the air, especially when it comes to the end of an interesting year politically heading into a major presidential, I don't know, Dr. Bob, every presidential cycle it seems like it's the most important in history this one may may be the most weirdest one in history weird and consequential yeah absolutely without question um i mean here we are uh, my goodness um proxy wars uh look at the international situation and not even bringing in in terms of the china our border the world situation, then domestically, look at us in terms of the economy, still a big question mark. Inflation we're still very much dealing with, even though they say it's only 3.2 now. Well, back when it was 8, I don't know if you go in the grocery store, you know, mm. uh, you still see certain categories. So anyway, this is probably a very dangerous and also uh, uh, problematic even here domestically. So uh, this is a consequential year that we're going to be facing in 2024 for sure well and it's weird in my mind because you've got several prosecutors nipping at the heels of the republican leader right now donald trump and then you've got inquiry votes that i think are going to happen today for impeachment for the current president now some of this is you know kabuki theater i i get it but the both of these things could have real results that could affect these conventions that are coming up next summer. Well, without question. I mean, you know, historically, there's always patterns. And patterns, what predicts the future? Well, it's past behaviors. But we're in an uh, area now that, that how do you follow any of this? This <laughs> is so counterintuitive across the board in terms of the activities, uh, whether it's the amount of impeachments, in terms of the of the court cases and the public's response and reactions. And um, it's just uh, when we talked about, you said, I'd like to see it through my crystal ball, it not only dropped, but it's in a thousand pieces. <laughs> we, we're, we are where we, no man has been or no person has been before. I mean, you know, the old Star Trek thing. Yeah. Um, so it's really hard. We, we, we haven't been in this kind of situation. And on top of all of that, of course, is the partisan and philosophical, ideological, and generational divide that we see within our nation. And so uh, it's, uh, it's all new, and it's hard to be too predictive. Mm-hmm. So, so when we look at, I guess we're five weeks away maybe, or six, from the Iowa caucuses, you know, Trump seems to be, you know, uh, gaining a couple of points in the, you know, in that particular polling. You had an interesting thing you said to me on the phone. Some of the national polling uh, gives a little bit different story. Well, it really does. I mean, look, we're, we're January 15th, so we're about four weeks or so away from the Iowa caucuses. Trump is at 50 percent in Iowa. DeSantis is second at 20. Haley at 16. But the fact of the matter is that Trump's at 50. He is just at 50%. There are 50% in Iowa of registered voters now in the polling as of today who prefer someone else. Look Mm -hmm. at New Hampshire, which follows on January 23rd. 
Trump's at 45. Haley right now is at 18. Christie, 12. DeSantis down at 5. Again, 45. Trump is below 50 percent mm-hmm. in terms of people favoring him uh, in terms of, of the Republicans. <laughs> you look at national right now, Trump's up only two points, 46 to 44. Right now, general election matchup, this is real clear politics, averages. Mm-hmm. DeSantis, within the margin, they're both at 46. Nikki Haley, head-to-head with Joe Biden, is up 5.8%, 45.8 to Biden's 40%. Mm. Just a snapshot. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that Trump, while it appears right now, and it's hard for me to believe, with all the uh, court cases and what have you, and I know there are different perceptions about they're just harassing him and trying to prevent him from becoming president. But the fact of the matter is, among Republicans, Trump's only setting about 45 to 50 percent in the early primary states. Um, And you even look in South Carolina, of course, Nikki Haley does better and Trump is below the 50 percent. So that's the reality right now. But it appears that Nikki Haley, who got Sununu's endorsement in New yeah. Hampshire last night. We'll see if there's a bounce there in the polls. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, but the clock is ticking. That's the problem. The clock is really ticking. But if you've got 50% of Republicans prefer someone else, and, of course, the Democrats are in the same situation as it relates to Biden, mm-hmm. um, that gives a, a really interesting dilemma, but also an opportunity yeah. for third party. Yeah, third party. Well, that's that's where I was going next. The the no labels party or whatever. Well, because we we are seeing so many people say that they don't think either one of them are going to make it right. to election time. Yeah. Well, make no mistake about it. A vote for Biden is a vote for Kamala Harris. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. he he just mentally, physically, and I'm not saying he uh, wished no ill upon Joe. Oh, Biden, of course not. He's just. It's another four, and in effect, five years. I mean, and I don't know how he does what he does now. Quite frankly, I couldn't do it. Right. I'm 70, and I'm about lost half my mind. So well, he I, can't I, do it either, as we know. <laughs> so. Well, you're, but, the, but the half you still have beats Biden <laughs> hands down. <laughs> so, uh, well, and, and so um, that, that, that's a real, a real dilemma. I have to tell you, I'm intrigued by uh, the no labels on my Blue Ridge Public Television show I had the privilege of uh, interviewing uh, one of the co-founders of the no labels it in theory it sounds very interesting um, uh, they certainly have gosh 84 some million dollars they will be able to be on all it looks like now virtually all the state oh wow ballots. they're going to hold a convention and of course, you know, some of us are thinking a mansion and and uh, and another uh, a person um, uh, might be a Mitt Romney ticket. That would be interesting. A mansion, Mitt Romney. I mm. don't know. But um, anyway, I think that the third party's uh, viability is going to play a role in 2024. Mm-hmm. The whole legal issue. I happen to favor the notion of let the Supreme Court make a decision yes. about this right now. Let's let's get this let's get it behind out of us. the way. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Deal with it and now. Then, get ahead of it. 
Absolutely, so that we can have a little bit more <clears throat> clarity um, going forward. Um, but I tell you, when you look to your left, your right, up and down, national and international, I don't know. We need a whole lot of, of prayer during this holiday season. Yes. And, uh, and reflection. I, it just feels so uncomfortable and just the, uh, on edge, it seems to me, uh, from top to bottom. So our, uh, divert just for a moment here with me. And let's talk about this Ukrainian situation. Republicans find themselves in a, a little bit of a pickle, but they, you know, the pickle they've helped create, along with everyone else, is tying this money going to your Ukraine to getting some things done at our own border. Uh, do you think that's, do you think Republicans are going to uh, buckle there or are they going to hold fast and say, look, no money goes to them? until we fix our, our border, or we start at least moving in that direction? Well, that's another one of those. It's it's a cat and mouse uh, game. It's uh, it's going to go right up to the, to the last moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, a game of chicken. Yes. A game yeah. of dare. Yeah. And it's really hard to predict in a way. Uh, if you take each of the three things separately in terms of Israel, and I don't know what in the world. I mean, that, the sorrow there just, right. I know about Hamas and all, but I mean, let's just understand that that's a horrible, horrible situation. Yeah. Uh, but if you take them three separately, there's no real disagreement, per se. Biden has finally recognized there's a crisis at the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, but putting all three of those of Israel the border and Ukraine together, um, separate, there doesn't seem to be much argument. I will say I think that the Biden administration has moved more than the Republicans at this point. And it seems they're talking more about policy things than about money. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how that will ultimately be resolved, but it's going to come down to a game of, uh, of chicken. At some point, and I'm not sure they can get it done before the recess, but um, uh, I would like to think that all three uh, can be done. I think Joshua makes a, a, a very good point about um, about which is the more important border, that right. of right. Ukraine versus Ours. America here. <laughs> yeah. And it shouldn't be either or. It should be both and. Sure, sure. And that's, that's the issue. That, that seems to me um, you would think we could come to some some sort of compromise. Give me one, um, and this is just going to ask you to pull this out of your hat of tricks, sir. Give me one thing that we know is sort of in the queue that could happen that could change the outlook on every aspect of what we just talked about. Could, that could be Taiwan or, or whatever. What what one thing do you think could change and we all wake up and say, oh, my God, we really got to pay attention on who we're voting for here. Well, uh, that, that, that's quite a question. I know. Uh, <laughs> it, it could be. It could be all types of things. I think as uh, about the future of Trump and, and the criminals. See, I do think right now people are reflecting upon referendum in terms of Biden where I am today. I do happen to agree with the thought that when it comes to next fall, uh, 
um, it's going to be uh, a matter of choice. Mm-hmm. And I think the choices are going to be very clear. Internationally, we have no control. If the war, either war or actions broaden mm-hmm. and becomes, that's going to have a big impact um, in terms of do you stay with who's there? You don't change in the middle of a war. Um, so the international situation could explode. And that, I think, would be the, the major um, impact. In terms of the Trump and the trials, that too, I think, secondarily, how some of those go, when they start focusing in, those who are independent voters, mm-hmm. certainly we know that millennials and X um, and Generation Z, they're pulling away from the Democrats, but they're also not exactly falling in with Republicans. Right. So the audience right now are those independents, which has grown now to about 34%, according to the polls, or self-identified. And then we have a generational there, and they're not happy. Yeah. They're not happy. I have to tell you, Dr. Bob, I'm not happy. I don't feel represented by anybody right now. Yes, I'm I'm there in that, uh, I don't know what basket. Yeah, I know what I know what Hillary Clinton would right. call my basket. Well, right. uh, come on I'm in, the in water's fine. But but the, you know, but the problem is that they don't they don't share my values. They don't share uh, fiscally responsible ideals on on how we should, as a country, pay our bills, take care of our people. Their priorities are off. I mean, nothing, and and I mean that for both sides. It's very frustrating. And it started about, uh, oh, not quite two decades ago, but started going down this uh, identity politics. Yeah. And we have, uh, it's all about me, me, me. And you don't hear a lot of we. Right. Um, and so when we no longer have the commonality of belief, attitudes, and values, that's a splinter Right. And at one point, it was the values of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution is what made us whole. Mm-hmm. Not race, not where we came from, but what made America was point to the belief, attitudes, and values reflected. And yes, it was Judeo-Christian society. Mm-hmm. I'm not advocating, I'm just simply saying, if you look at the values that are articulated in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, that is what, quote, made America, those fundamental beliefs. Those are fractured now, yeah, because of primarily identity politics. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm going to say it. Yeah, and don't give out my email now. I tell you, <laughs> well, Doctor Bob, as as always, thank you, sir, Doctor Bob, political analyst. We hope you have a a wonderful Christmas holiday and a happy New Year. We look forward to talking to you in 24. Well, it's always a pleasure, and God bless both of you and the audience. And let's really do have a a blessed Christmas, and I wish that upon everyone. Thank you so much for the privilege of sharing this last year with you, but as we go into the future. So you're very kind. Thank you so much. Thank you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, sir. Well, Janet, we'll be back at 721. I'll be here. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.
It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year Janet Rose and Mark Lamb It's the happiest Now, Dr. Bob, if you caught only part of that, you will have... That uploaded a little bit later. You can get all of his predictions in his crystal ball, which is apparently in a thousand pieces. <laughs> Hard to predict such a weird, chaotic time. Chaotic time. I mean, it, it was... wasn't the most wonderful time of year for Kamala, apparently. Oh, she was uh, giving a holiday party speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And got uh, heckled. Oh, by a Democratic state representative. A Democrat? Yeah. They heckled Kamala. Uh huh. Calling for a ceasefire in the Middle East. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, she was in the middle of speaking at a, at a Christmas party mm-hmm. on Monday night when uh, Delaware State Representative Medina Wilson Anton held up a sign that read ceasefire and began yelling at the president. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little bit of that, Ken. I don't know if you can hear it or not. But. Oh, well, let's see. It is holiday season, which should be a joyful time of year. I'm speaking right, right now. now. Right now, shut I'm up speaking. and sit down. Yeah, I am the vice president, and I wear pantsuits. Right. <laughs> yes. I don't think oh, I've ever goodness. seen her in a dress. It's like you can't even, can't even have a gathering. You know, no, I know. it's like. Oh boy. Eight six six nine one six three seven seven six. You're on the morning jam. Good morning. I wanted to call in that the we can't give no money to Zelensky. That guy's a crook. And last night I looked on Twitter. You had Rand Paul saying no money for Zelensky. You had Robert Kennedy Jr. saying no money for Zelensky. You had Donald Trump saying no money for Zelensky. So that we can't give that money. Do not give that guy any money. We got single moms and, and elderly people out here that can't afford to eat because of the grocery prices. We got fentanyl coming across the border. Worry about our country, Joe Biden. Worry uh, and Mitch McConnell. Worry about our country, Rhino Republicans. We're we're out here and we need to worry about the United States and not not Ukraine. Well, you know, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. In the next the half call. hour, we've, uh, you know, we've got bigger fish to fry. we got a teacher in Seattle giving a failing grade to a student after he answered the question that only women can get pregnant and only men can have penises. And he got failed for really? that. Well, how dare he? He's Which not... is probably why we shouldn't have a history teacher teaching biology, sounds like, <laughs> to me. But uh, anyway. He didn't listen to the politically correct Christmas. We oh, may have my to word. revisit that one. Tenth grade ethics studies world history teacher at Chief Self International High School mm-hmm. administered the quiz. Okay. Meant to focus on understanding gender versus sex and ask students okay. to answer a series of multiple choice and true or false questions. Right. Okay. 
I mean, look, you've made it very clear. There's no true or false, black or white. No. Everything's fluid. Fluid is right. Yeah, it's all fluid. So how can you give him a failing grade? That's that's a good point, Janet. How is it legal to teach inaccurate Man, I, lessons? Yeah. I mean, a good, swift kick to the groin will immediately <laughs> identify whether or not you're a boy or a girl. I'm pretty sure. Is that the way we need to go now? I'd be okay with it. Well, you know, uh, what, what's her name said? AOC. We're going to ask people to pull their pants down to find out? No need. I've got other CBS. methods. Currently 47 degrees now in Lynchburg, 45 in Amherst. We have uh, 37 in Danville and uh, 37 in Roanoke. Pull my papers. Yeah. See what I got going on here. Okay. Fire officials, the burn ban in Bedford. They're still saying, use caution. Bedford County Fire Marshal Leo George III is stressing the importance of fire safety and preventing incidents that can lead to property damage or even endangered lives. He said there's a need for vigilance. Uh, vigilance? Vigilance. vigilance. There you. it is. I could get it out. Vigilance to curb the risk of fire incidents because of leaf accumulation, which we're all experiencing right now uh, in the fall season, higher potential to spread fires rapidly, Bedford County officials say, uh, you know, be proactive, you know, encouraging us to be responsible when it comes to fire practices, you know, ensuring safety of residents, protecting properties during the uh, heightened fire risk. Of course, those thousands of acres that burned just a couple of three weeks ago. Um, so they're still reeling from that. Lynchburg City Council approved spending $3 million more to help fund a new amphitheater at Riverfront Park. City says construction inflation is the main reason they needed the additional money. The project is expected to cost $8 million overall. Mm. The plans call for an amphitheater, a playground, and permanent public restrooms to go up in that area. The city says touring acts could be performing at the new venue, bringing more people and tax dollars to the city. At Tuesday night's meeting, council members debated whether more taxpayer money should go towards the project. Mayor Stephanie Reed was on board with the idea, saying it was an investment in the city, pointing to Liberty University as an example of an investment paying off. Look what happens when you invest in yourself. You grow. You get money back from your investment. So I think uh, what we need to do is copy that model and invest in ourselves. The council did approve the extra money to go toward the project 5-2. to two. Yeah, the... I think I, I do think we need things like this mm-hmm. uh, in, in the area. You know, the problem is when it's an outdoor venue, right? You're so susceptible to the, the weather. weather. Yeah, well, you've had a few. I mean, if it's a, to right, deal with in your time. If it's a a, a big investment and a big act, mm-hmm. and you're completely at the mercy. Well, I mean, look at the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Yeah, you know, if you don't have anywhere to go, if the rains come. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Thus comes the mud and everything else that gets to come with it in that case anyway. Mm-hmm. Habitat for Humanity, uh, celebrating the six months of work with Rona College as they dedicated the 18th Rona College R House, uh, which is part of the freshman orientation, which I think is a great idea for college. So the freshmen, faculty, and staff come together during the summer, begin to build this house on site with the foundation floors and walls um, there we constructed on campus and and then uh, brought it over with tractor trailers 
Cranes put the uh, the house back together, kind of making it like a modular home. And uh, so congratulations to them. And, of course, the, uh, the person that's going to live in that house. But it's a great way to build community with your community. It's a way to go Roanoke College. Well, it was a big day in Roanoke yesterday uh, as the governor stopped to commemorate the great work of two veterans, Colonel Davis and... Uh, Colonel Paris Davis and Captain Eugene Red McDaniel uh, the celebrated the hard work of those two men and their service to the United States by renaming the Veterans Care Facility in Roanoke. After Tuesday's ceremony, the building is now known as the Davis McDaniel Veterans Care Center. Colonel Davis was one of the first African-American Green Beret officers and the most recent Virginian to receive the Medal of Honor. Colonel Davis said uh, he was honored and expressed the importance of the services veterans can get at the facility. Captain McDaniel, meanwhile, was a Navy soldier for 27 years, fought in Vietnam, encountered his experience as a prisoner of war. He also expressed his optimism in this being another opportunity to unite the country. We hope that in some way this great nation will be brought together and continue to grow great, McDaniel said. For their great service, both men were also presented plaques as a dedication to their sacrifices. Hmm. That's a feel-good story. Absolutely. Local one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like that. Uh, there's also a new wine shop coming to town. Did you see that? Name? What's it called? Flutes. Flutes. Yes. As in, you know, champagne flute. Yeah. They're calling on all wine enthusiasts. The uh, new business opened its doors in downtown Lynchburg over the weekend. Oh, okay. It's a wine lounge and bottle shop. Wine lounge and bottle shop. Uh-huh. It's on Commerce huh. Street. Okay. Uh, Moyan Harding, a name known to the Hill City area, mm-hmm. uh, said you can enjoy wine in their lounge or take it home with you. They have options for newbies and experts alike. They'll even have classes to learn more about wines. Huh. In their space, they'll have a kitchen shop and gift shop, as well as charcuterie. They plan to have oh, live had music charcuterie. every two, every uh, <laughs> Thursday. Right. Harding says they'll be offering other cocktails and mocktails if wine isn't your thing. They also serve coffee and tea, sparkling and flavored waters, and champagne. Huh. Uh, flutes will be open Wednesday through Saturday, noon to eight, and on Sundays during the holidays from noon until four. Okay. I will tell you, when I lived in Roanoke, mm-hmm. there were a couple of, of very nice wine shops. Okay. And you could go, and, and, and they were they were priced, you know, they had very good prices, and you could kind of have that experience. And they had a lot of, you know, gifts for wine lovers yeah, and yeah. things like that. It was very enjoyable. Well, you can find some very unique, you know, corkers or whatever you call them, you know, to cork your wine. Oh, yeah, to keep and, your and wine fresh. And funny-looking little... Dilly well, I, I, mean, I showed just... you the, the glass I bought just this week, <laughs> which is just, I don't know that they have glasses like that, but they might. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it, you can't have some fun. So what's the way. countdown? Is it 11 days to Christmas? Are we there? I don't know. Don't give me anxiety. I've got to get through the show this weekend <laughs> and, and then, and then I'll be able to move into into prep mode yeah well you know i got you for that uh speaking of the show if you haven't gotten your tickets yet please do that and for those of you who have uh purchased them i i do want you to know that i sincerely appreciate you supporting second stage mm-hmm. uh as a, a theater and supporting 
the actors and musicians that have put so much into these shows. And we are going to have a good time with you on Saturday and mm-hmm. Sunday. Saturday show is at 6. Sunday show is at 4. Right. And um, it's going to feature some great Christmas music, a little jazz trio there. At the beginning, we'll be telling you some uh, wonderful stories of Christmas has gone by. And then we're going to do It's a Wonderful Life, the radio version of that, which is just pure nostalgic okay. delight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you something here. Okay. As far as the radio drama versus, you know, the, the TV, how how close is it and what can we expect? Maybe a couple little nuances in the radio drama. Well, you're not going to, you're not going to get Steve Mann doing an impersonation of Jimmy Stewart. Right. You're not going to get that because that would just be kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to recognize many of the lines in there, you're going to be able to, um, it's going to bring back all the memories of, of the movie mm-hmm. uh, because it's going to, some of them are, some of the lines are d- directly taken out of the movie. Okay. And it, it's just condensed into a, a more abbreviated version. And like I say, it's just fun to see people, you know, switch voices and see the sound effects being done and right. the and the music that's being played live and to hear steve mann sing buffalo gals won't you come out tonight, <laughs> tonight is yeah. hysterical so you said that <clears throat> your husband's table has increased in size because of this drama he well, is the official sound effects guy he's the and let guy. me tell you i have competed with this guy in games and such and he is like into whatever he's doing he is so he really gets into your sound effects according mm-hmm. to what you were saying right he does yeah and and so in this one you know you've got the, the old Model T horns honking, and you've right. got running in snow, and mm-hmm. you have wind, and you have doors closing and slamming, and phones dialing, right. and there's just there's just a lot going. Glass breaking. You remember when they throw the rock through? Oh the, yeah, through the window. Through the window. Yeah, you've yeah. got that. Now the first time he did that one in practice, right. there may have been some explicitives that were not in what? the original movie <laughs> because he scared the ever living. Oh, out of I, Megan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. And we'd never hear her say a bad word. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she was yeah. like, oh, it was very loud. Oh, it, wow. It was, but that's why you have practice. Because, right, right. You, you know, some things you <laughs> some things you might some things aren't necessary right. to Mike. And there's police whistles and, sure. and you know, the the soda shop noises. So and he, the, he's going to have his hands full. And breaking through the ice and, you know, oh, Harry yeah, falling when, through yeah, the ice. Falls, that's the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot to. uh lot to keep up i think a lot of people end up watching him more than they watch everything else because they want to see how the sound effects are made so which is fine i i know people are playing multiple who's 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 um oh i don't want to tell Clarence? you because ah! angel ah! what that was my question i wanted to remember his name oh sorry without saying who's the angel's name so clarence clarence is played by uh, uh todd picked okay and he's so good yeah. because he's kind of got that that innocence that Clarence has, right? I got you, you know. Or he's like really eager, right? But really, but you know, but really innocent yeah. at the same time. Okay. And yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun to watch and and Tickets remember. Still available a few for Saturday, but mostly Sunday. You've yes. got some. Open seats. Right. If you if you go on and you get the tickets and you hit Saturday and it puts you through, then you're good. They haven't right. been cut off. Okay. So, um, but do 
please do go ahead and get them because mm-hmm. it's the venue's not that large. Once right. it's full, it's full. We can't make any more room uh, for it. October did sell out, mm-hmm. and and we really hope that this sells out too because if we want to have more shows like this yeah. people have got to support it sure. and especially if you're right there in Amherst please come and join us because mm-hmm. we're going to have so much fun so and also it's kind of nice to have a number because you guys have refreshments and things like that mm-hmm. yeah so that will do you can prepare a little better when you kind of know who's coming what to expect who's right? coming to dinner mm-hmm. <laughs> or <laughs> snacks anyways what are those snacks by the way she's got all kinds of Popcorn fun things and cookies I've heard planned um more seasonal things. Oh, I think there's okay. cider and hot chocolate and okay. you know, not lots of warm things to take in and nice. enjoy. So, yeah, good okay. stuff. Cool. All right, when we come back, we're going to take uh, a look at the lighter side. Well, and one story that's not too light. Oh, boy. It's the heavier side. Okay. All right. But in a different way. All right. 847 here on the Morning Jam. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, going, going. The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Missed part of the Morning Jam? Say what? No problem. You can listen to the show anytime by going to SoundCloud and typing in The Morning Jam on VTRN, followed by the numerical date. It's that simple. We upload all of our interviews, Janet's Five and Dime, The Morning Jam Eye Opener, and each hour of the show individually. Don't miss out on any of the great content that's delivered online just for you on our SoundCloud page. It's a jam. The Morning Jam on VTRN. I was just telling a buddy who works over the mountain. He said, hey, I'd like to listen to your program, but I'm coming home at like 4 o'clock. And I said, well, gosh, man, you can go to SoundCloud or actually now you can go to Spotify, Google, Apple. I saw us even on iHeart. Yeah. So you can pretty much find the Morning Jam. You just have to type in the Morning Jam on VTRN. If you Mm -hmm. get to any of those four that I just mentioned, actually five, including iHeart. And you'll be able to hear the show. We break it down hour per hour. Interviews like with Dr. Bob Denton will be up there. And then our morning jam, you know, eye opener, which is all so, of our sound bites. You know, in the past, we've had some controversy over the size of airplane seats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I get it. Some people frustrated because they feel like, you know, the person next to them perhaps not staying in their seat because they're a little large. Okay. Um, and others complaining that they're being penalized because of their size because they have to pay for two seats. Yes. You know. Well, now, Southwest Airlines being celebrated by passengers of size after they discovered they can request complimentary seats, one or two depending on needs to accommodate their girth wow okay who's gonna pay for those seats I, well your ticket price is gonna go up it is gonna go up yeah i mean that's for two, it's two seats that can't be used i don't think that's fair i really don't and i don't i'm not like body shaming or anything right. no, like I that get it. I get i'm it. not saying that i get it but customers whose body encroach past the armrest mm-hmm. are entitled 
to an extra seat, according to Southwest's new inclusion policy. Oh, okay, so it's an inclusion thing. I get it. There are currently one of the few, if uh, if not only, airlines to offer free seats to larger passengers. Mm-hmm. Southwest provided its policy, which says that passengers of size have the option of purchasing just one seat and then discussing your seating needs with the customer service agent at the departure gate. If it's determined that a second seat or third is needed, you'll be accompanied uh, with a complimentary okay, additional sorry. seat. Did you say, this is what I thought you said earlier, and I thought it was just like I wasn't hearing it right, that they could require a third seat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The flight team will then uh, try to make a seating arrangement, potentially moving other passengers around for the unplanned accommodation. I, I just... Alternatively, customers can purchase extra seats in advance and then contact Southwest Airline for a refund. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. What if you just identify as a large person and you just don't want to be sitting next to anybody? Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Can I go and do that? I could go and do that. I, well, I'm you just know, saying. You can't because you only take up one seat. But I literally. Now, I don't take up if two I, seats, but I'm a guy. Look, 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 look how big I'm sitting. <laughs> If, She's got her. If you sit large, you're I'm sitting like you're riding a horse or something. <laughs> I'm mansplaining. <laughs> Looks like I'm getting ready to play a cello, but still. Wow. I mean, good lord, come on. Yeah. I mean, is that is that cool? I don't know. Look, I don't think you're you're penalizing someone. You know, give them the next seat for half price. And and then, you know, maybe they'll take a look and say, you know, I need to do something about this. A plus size I'm traveler. I'm not quite there yet because I have a lot of Christmas cookies to eat. To go. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Told Fox News Digital it was important to move to, uh, important move to include people in the super fat category. Apparently, it's oh. not just fat anymore. Oh, okay. It's super, super fat. fat is how we identify. Well, we can it's like a hero. What's her name? What's the uh, Zillow? Or Lizzo, or right. I think she's got her own zip code. Oh boy, did I just say that? Oh, anyway. stop! Not nice. <laughs> What's not nice? I need half a zip code. I hope to see more airlines implement cus- customer size policies. Right. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be, a, a com- you know, taken care of, but come on. And especially if you're going to inconvenience other people, I'm sitting. If I'm sitting next to my husband and you're moving me, right. And I'm going to have to, like, be by myself. That's going to tick some people off. Well, mm. yeah, I'm I'm just thinking. I mean, maybe we're just being <laughs> I'm thinking difficult. and not saying, so I don't get in any more trouble. That is a oh, large, and she's, and they're that also is a allowed large woman on your screen to, right now. To pre-board with the accommodation. Oh, well, of so course. So regardless, you, you well, get special because, treatment all the way around. Yes, because, uh, you know, they're looking for... I'm gonna just stop. I'm just gonna okay. Stop. Wait, wait, right, wait. Okay, <laughs> just stop. all right. So, turn, so I'm turning my this off. girl says she was given two extra seats and disclosed that she was a size twenty. Bull crap! If you're a size twenty, you do not need two freaking extra seats. See, I don't Come even know because women's sizes are different. I don't even know what a size twenty is. I do know some people that say they're a size zero and they're petite. So I'm thinking size zero versus size 20. I could see them needing an extra seat, maybe. 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 But 
I, I, mm-mm. No, I'm not buying it. This is just, uh, this is another example of people wanting special treatment because it's you know you must celebrate whatever I want you to celebrate whether you agree with it or not. It's very frustrating. Why are you cookie shaming me right now? I'm not cookie shaming you. I mean, I'm not, and I don't. I am not a. Oh, is I it am not pie a, shaming? I'm not a tiny is it girl. Ice cream shaving? Am I shaving? <laughs> I am not a small girl. You can acknowledge this, right? I'm I'm a thick girl. You're a you're a big bone girl. I'm a I'm a curvy girl. Yes, you are. I am. You are. And I'm gifted in certain areas. I'm just saying. But <laughs> this is this is not. I'm sorry. I had, well, a, I had well, a Dolly Parton joke but, there, well, but I can't I, say it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you're gifted, right, 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 like Dolly and right. myself, you you could very easily be in a size 18. Right, right. Not on the bottom part, but well, on that's the top where I was part. going. I was going to the bottom because she said when she told David Letterman, and I've got a nice blank too. And she was talking about her rear end, and right? She, she was doing a live interview from Dollywood of all oh, places, yeah, yeah. and she said, and she bent over and says, "I got a nice uh, arse too, <laughs> but but much smaller than right, right. than up top right, there." Right. I don't I know. You. I just I just don't think that's cool. But well, I mean, in that me. case, you know, Dolly probably always had the exit seat. Because you know, yeah. that, that extra leg room she'd need. Dolly had a plane with her name <laughs> emblazed on the side of it. That's what Dolly had. This is true. Right. With oh, good thing the show is everything. I know. I would get in trouble. Man. More than I already am. And I had a story about an MRI magnet that triggered a concealed handgun and shot a woman in the butt. <laughs> I didn't even get to that one. <laughs> Gone well, there's always tomorrow. There is tomorrow. There's a life hack for you not to do so it doesn't, that doesn't happen. Only a day away. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you then. Make today awesome. <laughs>